Welcome to More Than Medicine, where Jesus is more than enough for the ills that plague our culture and our country. Hosted by author and physician Dr. Robert Jackson, his wife Carlotta, and their daughter Hannah Miller, this program will help you understand that human beings are more than just physiology, that for people there's more than just diagnosis and treatment, and that in life there's more than just medicine for a cure. This is More Than Medicine, and the doctor is in. Welcome into More Than Medicine. My name is Hannah Miller, and I'm here with my dad, Dr. Robert Jackson. And we have a guest in the studio with us today that we're going to be talking a little bit about, or really all about today, the issues going on with China, prescription medications, and really P- and PPE, which is something that during the time of COVID, there was a lo- there was some discussion happening on where we get all of our PPE, where we get our medications, our antibiotics, and the fact that a lot of that comes out of China. And so we're going to be talking today with an expert in the field on where we get our medications and if we should be concerned. Well, thank you for listening today, and our guest today is Wayne Morrow. Wayne is a national field director for the last one and a half years for the John Birch Society. Prior to that, he was a field staff for four years. And Wayne, tell us a little bit about yourself. What did you do before you were involved with John Birch Society? Well, thanks. I'm glad to uh, spend some time with you. Um, I spent um, over 20 years in the, in the healthcare industry. Most of it was in the medicine side, supplying medications throughout the United States for the people in institutional medicine. And it ranged from high blood pressure medication, cardiovascular drugs, diabetes, but I spent most of my time in neurology for people with Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. So I spent some time with that. Been blessed to uh, help people along the way and uh, get a chance to, uh, I think, really advance the the avenue of healthcare to, to many people stricken with lots of diseases. So I was really blessed by that. And I got my training as a scientist uh, and then moved on after that, uh, expanded my, my studies into gerontology at the University of Boston. So I guess I'm overeducated, uh, but I've been blessed to see and be part of understanding healthcare in the United States, and even a short stint uh, for about three years living in Europe. Uh-huh. So I got to see socialized medicine up front and personal. Now, you worked for Novartis for a period of time. Yes, I did. I had a brother who was a pharmaceutical rep mm-hmm. for Novartis, and he was delighted to be with them for about 14 years. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, one of the products that uh, he promoted was one of your products, uh, Diban, which was yeah. a, a, uh, a blood pressure medication. Yeah. We'll talk about that particular product sure. here in a few moments. Right. So let me let me start off with what, with a question. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosemary Gibson is a, a lady who wrote a book entitled mm-hmm. China Prescription, which I highly recommend to our listening audience. Yep. And in that book, she discusses America's pharmaceutical dependence on China. That's right. She alleges that if China stopped exporting prescription drugs mm-hmm. and their ingredients, which we call APIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the United States, our pharmacy shelves would be empty in a few months' time. Mm -hmm. Now, Wayne, is that hysteria or is that truth? Well, unfortunately, that's true. Uh, Rosemary Gibson, I got a chance to know Rosemary, my wife and I. My wife's a nurse, by the way, and so we got a chance to spend some time with her uh, through just some friendships with my wife. It's China Rx that books around. and She spent about three years researching this, bringing it to the attention of many people who want to listen to this. 
And she, um, the last year, in the last year, she actually was down in Washington and did a testimony down there to the Joint Chiefs of Staffs. And they were totally amazed to find out where we are with China. China does control uh, the active pharmaceutical agreement called APIs. And uh, yeah, it's about, the pipeline's about two months. So if they really wanted to be nasty and use it as a weapon, uh, the drugs that we take, uh, by and large, it's about two months or so in the pipeline. That's about it. That's true. Man, that is amazing. I, I, you know, I only read, I only understood about this a few months back when I read an article in the New American, yeah. and that was news to me, mm-hmm. and I was shocked to find that out. And then since that time, yeah. I've been reading about it in the newspaper, yeah. and I understood that there was some congressional hearings about that. That's correct. And I understood from the congressional hearings that our legislators and our military generals were shocked mm-hmm. to find out this information. Is that correct? That's very true. Yeah, she actually shocked them right out of their chair. Oh they my. didn't even know that because majority of our military relies on China-based medication. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, let me ask you another question then. Sure. Penicillin used to be one of the most effective right. and least expensive antibiotics mm-hmm. that physicians like myself, a family medicine doctor, yeah would prescribe. Now, penicillin cannot be obtained at a reasonable price. In fact, what used to be a injection that I could give in my office that would cost pennies, Mm -hmm. now cost over $100 to give an injection of -hmm. of penicillin. My medical office quit ordering penicillin. We we don't prescribe the injectable penicillin Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Can you describe to us what happened? Yeah, well, uh, about 2004, uh, we actually stopped producing penicillin in the United States. And I'll give you a reason why that was. Uh, interesting, uh, statistically, uh, factoid, about 62 million prescriptions, RXs, are written back in 2015. I have a, a data there. So imagine, say, over 60 million prescriptions a year in the United States are written for penicillin. So what happened was that the Chinese corner the market they made APIs, but they decreased the price of penicillin to drive out the other manufacturers on purpose. So, so it wasn't profitable for them to manufacture penicillin in the United States. Yeah, so they took it imported in the United States. They actually sold it at, I guess, probably a loss. Okay. Uh, it's just a gain market share to drive out all the other U.S. manufacturers. So when they're all gone, then they raised the price. So how is that possible? because the, United, the Chinese government was, was underwriting the manufacturing. So the manufacturers in the United States, the pharmaceutical manufacturers, are competing against a government, which is China. Right, right. And all the money they make through all the products that they sell in the United States, which were help funding buying their products. Mm-hmm. That's right. So guess what? We're fighting against ourselves. We're putting them in business. So that's what they normally do is they decrease the price, gain market share. When all the competitors are gone, then they raise the price. Hence why it's so expensive now. Now, has that happened to any other products besides? Uh, well, we know that it happens with uh, dopamine and uh, other and, and, and antibiotics that we could have. Uh, aspirin is one, you know, this, aspirin's not made in the United States any longer. Vitamin C, am I Vitamin C is not made in the United States. I mean, you, you can find some, I think, I get some, I buy them, it's from Scotland, you can get China free. I recommend that people get 
China-free vitamin C. You can order it online. Mm-hmm. Hard to find, but you can find it. Uh, we found contaminants even in vitamin C. There was ground-up plastic in vitamin C. Mm. So uh, you have to be really careful. And we'll get to that, I guess, some of your questions about some of their manufacturing facilities because they're a heck of a lot different than the U.S., I can tell you. Well, now, can you describe what happened with the heparin debacle in 2007? Yeah. Well, little I know about that, so I can give you a little story about that, is that heparin was uh, contaminated because they manufactured the pharmaceutics in a chemical plant. In the U.S., we have stringent FDI rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And in China, when the FDA people come in to view their facilities, they have four or five ones that they go parade in to see. But a lot of the facilities, three to 400 of them, are out in the countryside. Right. (laughs) And so they never see them. Right. So the same guys are making chemical plants, switch the line to make drugs. So it was contaminated. Heparin was contaminated and killed people, as you all know. That's really what happened. So they're not under the same purview as U.S. manufacturers. Oh, my goodness. All right, well, now, I've heard that the FDA is not allowed to make surprise visits at foreign drug manufacturing mm-hmm. facilities yep. in China as it does in the United States. Correct. That's true? That's true. Now, what are the consequences of this lack of accountability? Well, uh, I can tell you in the U.S. is that an FDA inspector can come walking through a, a manufacturing facility anytime they want unannounced. But not in not, China. Not in China. They actually give forewarned they're going to come in, and they get their showcase manufacturing facilities ready for the inspection. They have a cursor inspection, and they get escorted back out of the building again. Now, remember, a majority of the manufacturing facilities are out in the countryside where they never see the manufacturing. Yeah. So it's a bait-and-switch program. Right. Uh, now, does that explain what happened with Valsartan? Absolutely. Now, tell us a little bit about what happened there with Valsartan. Do you remember? Uh, Valsartan is the uh, same thing as that. Uh, I have a, a person I know down in Georgia. Uh, uh, he had a warning. He said he wasn't feeling well. He had a warning that so he had to discontinue the use of Valsartan, which is a BP med. It's because it had a fuel jet fuel additive in, mixed in with it. Uh, and so they recalled it all. Mm-hmm. Of course, our company made Valsartan for over 17 years. We used to call it Bulletproof, you know, yeah. because used to make it and used to work and run. It was made in Switzerland as well as in New Jersey. But what happened was is that it was contaminated with jet fuel additive because, as I mentioned earlier, it's manufactured in the same facilities as other chemical plants because pharmaceutical plants are basically chemical plants. Right, that's, that's all right. they are. Yeah, and you just wear a gallon all up, and you have a lot more HEPA filters and all. It has to be but, more sterile. But a lot more, oh, a lot more sterile. And not a lot of astringent because it's medication. So the problem is, is that, is that yes, for sure, it was uh, contaminated because there's, no one knows where it was made. It was made. Uh, they took pictures of it, of old rusty old barrels someplace in a in a storage shed. So there's enough evidence it was not made in the one that the FDA visited. I understand. I understand. See, I I was reading Miss uh, Gibson's book, China RX, mm-hmm. and. Um, she described some of these unannounced visits, mm-hmm. and um, and she said that the FDA officials would be escorted to one of these showcase facilities. Exactly right. She says that the inspectors could not speak Chinese, and they were not provided appropriate interpreters. Um, she said that they would be escorted into the facility, 
they were never allowed to inspect without chaperones. They were only allowed to stay for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Then they were escorted back out of the facility. And then, you know, the inspection was just a sham, basically a sham. And, of course, that would never happen in the United States. Mm -hmm. And that's why our quality is so much better. Mm -hmm. And that's why medications that come from China Mm -hmm. are suspect. Mm -hmm. They're they're suspicious, and the quality control is not the same at all. And that's why you have a debacle like the heparin debacle. That's why we have carcinogens included in their generic valsartan, and you can't trust it. And, you know, I've been a a family doctor for 38 years, and, you know, I had hundreds of patients who were prescribed valsartan, Mm -hmm. and it created a huge amount of distress, (laughs) that's right, for my patient population that had to be taken off of valsartan and finding a substitute medication Mm -hmm. because of that lack of quality control. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you can't help but think that that was deceptive and intentional for them cutting cost. And, you know, how do we know that, that there are people in, in China with nefarious intent who would not want to do something to medications to bring harm to the United States especially prior to wartime. Mm-hmm. What if there was an intentional plan yeah. mm-hmm. to, to bring a war to the United States? Mm-hmm. If they were to, to put contaminants in our medications yes. weeks or months before a planned mm-hmm. uh, attack on the United States, it could create havoc in the United States prior to any planned attack on the United States. Absolutely. And not just the civilians, but it, as you mentioned earlier, they supply the medication to our military and Absolutely. it would lay out our military as well. Absolutely. Yeah, one other thing about the generics, about 25% of it comes from India. Okay. So not all from China. But here's the catch. The APIs are come from China. India has to buy the same APIs in India. Now tell again, what are the APIs? Was it? That's the... It's called... Go ahead. What does the API stand it's a, for? It's an active pharmaceutical ingredient. That's the really the starting point to make the other drugs. Like That's the, the chemicals that the go chemo- into the, the drugs. Chemo- the chemicals that go in the drugs. So all so of India's APIs come, come from, from China. China. Absolutely right. Yeah. And and twenty percent of our generics come from. Yeah, twenty to twenty five percent come, come from, from India. India. So they all come from the APIs are called controlled by China. Mm. Well, now, well, go ahead, Hannah. Well, I was just going to, as a side note to that conversation, uh, just make the comment that it really should offend every freedom-loving American when they see all of the regulations that are forced down their throat as a business person and then hearing that there's, you know, nothing. I mean, you go to China and the control that they have over these inspections, you know, and then every business that has to comply by FDA standards here in the mm-hmm. United States they know how onerous those are. Yes. And then to hear that this is what's going on in China and that not only that, but China is the ones who are stealing a lot of their business and undercutting them, it really should be incredibly offensive to yes. us as, as Americans. The pharmaceutical industry here has to comply with OSHA yep. and, and every other kind of government regulation That's that right. runs up the cost of even generic medications. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that American manufacturing can compete with China. And we all know that China has almost slave labor Mm -hmm. in many of their manufacturing facilities. And we can't compete with that. When you consider all of the things that we have to pile onto the pay 
check of our employees that are required by our federal laws. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't compete with China. And, you know, I was talking to Wayne before we started. Somehow our legislature Mm -hmm. or the president by executive order Mm -hmm. has to do something to level the playing field if we're going to ever bring back generic medications that are American-made. Yes. Yeah. Now, go to the next question, Wayne. What what are the implications for our national security? If so many medications and medical devices, and we're, we're talking about uh, pacemakers, we're talking about grafts and heart stents. Ventilators. Ventilators. And we're talking about every kind of medical mm-hmm. device that you can think of. Many of them come from China. Correct. What you know? What what's the deal with all of that? Again, it's price driven, and we're held hostage now. If you really want to know, even our gowns that you use in the hospital, they're all China based. Uh huh. Go to go to the store. Look for something made in the United States. You really got to look hard for it, don't you? You do have to. Uh-huh. You do have. So to. you know, at the end of the day, you really want to support U.S. made products, and I think that's. What we see is, you know, going back to what you said earlier about legislators, they, other than Rosemary, because we talked to her, she this is a labor of love, and she did this for three years, and when her book was published, she actually had their presentation down in Washington, and they were totally shocked to learn what she told them. They didn't even know this themselves, mm-hmm. how the progression of time, because everything was driven on cost. So all your insurance companies yeah. love low-cost medication. Hey, I got a prescription. It only cost me nothing. Yeah. Well, it was like $2 copay or 5 but it came from an China. unknown source. Yeah. And I know people, and you certainly have patients, have oh, taken yeah. it, and they found the effectivity of that medication was not as good as the brand name drug. I hear right? that every single it's day. Actually, you have to take twice of it. I can tell you chemically why that happens, yeah. because the fillers inside the pill, yeah. get a little technical here, it slows down the absorption rate area on the curve. Yes. It takes a lot longer for that to happen. Yes. So, that, so there is a chemical reason, yeah. but the binders are different. Yeah. So therefore, the brand drug has it. They yeah. think it's all a big con job marketing but yeah. it's a whole nother world how it's made yeah i hear that every day from my patients they tell me this generic doesn't work as well as that right. one or definitely doesn't work as good as the name brand that's right and you know and, and pharmacies swap generics from month to month so my patients get a different generic every month and you don't know what they're getting or where it's coming from and they don't know where it's coming from and you know particularly and there's certain drugs like thyroid medication where it's and blood pressure medication mm-hmm. is critical. Mm-hmm. Diabetes control. Absolutely. And their generic switches from month to month. And I can't figure why their sugar and their pressure fluctuate so. And it's because their generics change from month to month. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me ask you this. Why are people so concerned about the Chinese acquisition of Smithfield Foods in Virginia, which is the world's largest pork producer. What does that have to do? Well, here in the South, that's really important, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, I got to have that barbecue. So, uh, well, that's, it's a a foreign enemy, I think, as a communist country, uh, taking an active role in our food chain. Okay. That's a problem, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Just like a medication. Yes. So I think But also it's this, where do we get heparin from? Yes, it's true. Heparin comes from pork. Right. And when um, a, a foreign government, which is potentially an enemy mm-hmm. government, yes. owns the largest pork producer in the United States, mm-hmm. 
then where does our heparin come from? Mm -hmm. It comes potentially from yes. an enemy agent. Right. And it's, it's critical that the largest pork producer in the United States is now owned by China. Yes, which we approved. The U.S. government, approved, the US government so. approved that. And it was so short-sighted and foolish. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm shocked. I, I, it sent shockwaves through a lot of the medical community. Yes. Because doctors know where our heparin comes from. Yes. Heparin is a blood thinner for our audience that's listening that may not understand. Right. And if you go into the emergency room with a heart attack, there are several different kinds of a blood thinner that you might receive, but heparin is one of them. Mm -hmm. If you have a blood clot in your lungs or in your lower extremities, That's heparin right. is what you get intravenously to help treat that blood clot. Right. And so now the largest supply of heparin is owned by a potential enemy. Yes. Well, let's go to the next question then. What is the recommended remedy for this current dependence on China for yep. our pharmaceuticals and medical devices? Okay. Well, um, I'm glad you asked that. There's actually a company in the United States called uh, Civica, C-I-V-I-C-A-R-X. Okay. Uh, they're out in the Midwest. I think they're Utah. is one of their manufacturing facilities. Uh, some of the men who started this company um, are actually making medications uh, in the United States, uh, trying to make antibiotics, you know, some of the biologics we talked about. Uh, Anti-effectives. A lot of they're just starting to do that, and they're they're forming alliances with Sandoz, which was a second largest manufacturer of generics in the United in the world. Okay. So they're actually forming some alliances, making drugs in the United States. So uh, Rosemary Gibson was very vocal of, when she was in Washington to give these people a period of grace, meaning getting them up and running. Mm -hmm. So they can actually compete in a controlled market by mm -hmm. a government, which we're actually competing with. That's hence where we, really our comp competition is China, yeah. not a manufacturer in China. Right. So that's going on, but it's called Civica RX. They're, they're starting, and we have a couple more uh, companies that will come online once they see it's profitable to exist. Right. So that's happening. Um, but I think the key thing is, is being a physician is awareness. Um, most people in the United States are not aware of where they are for the medicines. Uh, they just look at cost. Right. And uh, I wish there were more physicians more vocal about it. And I know politicians are certainly get on, on steam, but you know politicians respond to pressure. Right. So as we're more educated to the real problem, how it could be used as a weapon, then you know I find the AMA is sometimes toothless they don't do anything and they know about all this yeah. and you think that they'd be up front to talking about the real dangers here so i think that you know taxpayers patients physicians uh all those people aware of this problem will think gain momentum to getting now u.s made i know that's a big push for rosemary and more noise is coming from washington to have more american-based manufacturers of medicine especially the key ones because if there's ever a trade issue with China, as we know, our president talks about it all the time, they can certainly slow down uh, uh, supply. Much like they talk about the masks because of COVID-19. Yeah, Remember yeah. they stayed in China? They did. They, they did. did not come here. So they could do that with anything. That's right. So we're in a vulnerable situation. Yeah. Well, our listening audience, Wayne, is a praying listening audience. Yeah, we need a lot of that. <laughs> and, and I want to challenge our listening audience to do several things. Number one, I would encourage you to pray about this issue that our 
leadership in the military, that our leadership in Congress would understand the import, the importance of this issue, that they would be informed and that they would take action. And as I've told you on other issues, our legislators do not see the light until they feel the heat, Mm -hmm. which means you need to contact your legislator and you need to talk to him about this issue and you need to say to him, what are you doing about this? You need to call them, you need to write them, and make sure that they're informed. Not all of them have been a part of these congressional hearings, so they may not know what you know now because of this uh, delightful conversation with Wayne Morrow. So I encourage you to be prayerful. I encourage you to inform yourself further. Uh, Rosemary Gibson's book, China Rx, would be a good starting place for you. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you to read her book and uh, be further informed yourself. Mm-hmm. Wayne, have you got any further comments before we... No, I can think conclude? of, uh, I think of the scripture in Luke, it says, occupy till I come. Uh, that's right. That's a military term. That means occupy means gain territory back. Yes. So that's what we're doing, we're occupying. Right? Yeah. That's exactly what we need to do. Ms. Hannah? Uh, we're running out of time, but one last question. Is the transparency, the Hospital Transparency Act going to have any kind of impact on this where hospitals are required to be transparent about the cost of medications and procedures? Because if, the, if, if people can see how much things are going to cost and what a medication is going to cost will that cause them that will obviously cause competition between hospitals but is that going to impact pharmaceuticals at all Uh, well it's if it's all driven on cost you're going to try the lowest cost possible Mm -hmm. and i think our conversation is based on not on cost but on quality and source Mm -hmm. and really it's a strategic source because if we lose the medication because of political reasons doesn't make any difference what it costs right yeah so the key is is that they're monopolizing our medication bottom line and we don't want to be a monopoly mm-hmm. we want to be a free market economics yeah. and so well the best product win but this is a you know all done on purpose this is strategic in what they did yeah and so it's one of many things by the way not just medicine so china is not our friend it is our enemy spiritually for sure and politically we have to be as wise as serpents and harmless mm-hmm. as doves. Absolutely. And, uh, and prayerful as well. Well, Wayne, I thank you for your time. I thank you for your knowledge. I thank you for your expertise. Yeah. And I hope maybe we can have you back on More Than Medicine on another Amen. occasion. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you, Miss Hannah. Just as a closing, the rem- a reminder of that book title is that's uh, Rosemary Gibson's book, China Prescription, where she discusses America's pharmaceutical dependence on China. So if you'd like to find that, I'm assuming that's on Amazon or some mm-hmm. other places that's yeah. Uh, yeah, also yeah. in allegiance with China. But uh, it is what it is, I guess, at this point. But probably other booksellers would have it as well. But that's, again, Rosemary Gibson's book, China Prescription. Go and find that book and educate yourself a little bit more on the issues at hand, especially with pharmaceuticals, because it's a war of a different kind. We we see war as being a battle between guns and men on a battlefield, but that's not what we're looking at. This is a war. It is with China, but it's in an entirely different way than we've ever seen. And I think it's on more than one platform. You have a social media war that's going on. You have things that are happening on the internet with uh, Google and YouTube and the restrictions that they're trying to inflict on people. And that's because of a lot of their allegiance to Chinese, to the, to the Chinese government. 
So it is a war, and it's a war of a different kind that we've ever seen. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, feel free to, uh, to uh, subscribe in the iTunes store, and uh, that's you can look for More Than Medicine. You can look for Dr. Jackson, Dr. Robert Jackson, to find it there. Thanks for listening, and we'll have you guys next week. Thank you for listening to today's edition of More Than Medicine. You can follow Jackson Family Ministry on Facebook, Instagram, and on their website. Be sure to contact them via Jackson Family Ministry at gmail.com for speaking engagements and for book information. Join us next time for more than medicine.